It's ladies day here on Locked on Tar Heels. Ladies, you get your drinks, buy one, get, no, I'm just kidding. But very seriously, today we are celebrating Mother's Day and looking at the absolutely otherworldly dominant UNC women's lacrosse team. All of that coming up on today's episode of Locked on Tar Heels. Love you, mom. You are Locked on Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, it's Monday, May 9th, 2022. Welcome into the Locked on Tar Heels podcast. I'm your host, Isaac Shade, beat writer for Sports Illustrated's All Tar Heels site. And I want to thank you for making Locked on Tar Heels your first listen or your first watch every single day. Please don't forget that we are free and available anywhere you get podcasts, so please go ahead and subscribe right stinking now. And as I said, it is Ladies Day here on the podcast. We're going to celebrate Mother's Day a little bit ode to my own mom but first we got to start with this UNC women's lacrosse team I mean their sustained excellence in the ACC is just otherworldly as I said earlier I mean it's just they're doing things the the national championships haven't been there uh, to, to show for it they, they've won two but none since 2016 but at the conference level they've been knocking it out in terms of making it to the final four knocking it out it's just this is the year they gotta put it all together well first off we do need to say unfortunately the men's lacrosse team just didn't have the success this year that they've had in recent years and in fact haven't made the NCAA tournament but uh that that is not um uh, all that odd of a thing given their record. For example, Notre Dame w- were the co-champions of the ACC and they didn't make the tournament. So unfortunately, the men are out there. But as for the ladies, this weekend won their sixth straight ACC tournament championship. Um, and let me just unpack for you a little bit about how this game went. We get to just under half a minute left before halftime of the championship game. Carolina is playing Boston College who they've, they've beaten several years in a row in the regular season, but have been knocked off by in the NCAA tournament. And Boston College takes a 6-3 lead with 25 seconds to go. Carolina comes back and scores their own goal just seconds before halftime, so it's 6-4 going into the break. But, but as for that 6-3 lead that the Eagles have built... Yeah, the Tar Heels go on an 11-0 run from that point, make it 14-6 early in the fourth quarter and with uh, 11.42 left in the game. And by the time it's all said and done, the Tar Heels win the ACC championship 16-9. And and that, you know, is impressive. But keep in mind, it's not like they ran off this 11-0 run against some slouch team from Southeast Missouri State or something like that. This is Boston College, like essentially the other best team in the nation this entire season. It's Carolina and BC walking side by side, except what's the one difference? Yeah, the Tar Heels are 2-0 and against Boston College now because they've been doing work. Um, and so, I mean, just the things they're doing, you compare it to some of these other great uh, collegiate sports dynasties, it's just that the Tar Heels haven't quite had the national championships to show for it. And that's what they've got to finish off this year. So many accolades for this women's lacrosse team. Six straight ACC championships won. Uh, 
they've been in the championship game seven straight years. They've been in the championship game the past 12, uh, I guess I shouldn't say years anymore. Thanks, COVID, for that one. Um, they've now won 18 consecutive ACC tournament games, which is a conference record. That, that six straight tournament championships one ties an ACC record set by Maryland from 09 to 14. It's just uh, crazy what they're doing at the conference level, dominating the dominant women's lacrosse conference. And so that's incredible. Jamie Ortega herself, let's talk about some of her accolades of what she's been doing. Oh, no big deal. On Saturday in the championship game, she just tallied nine points. Ho-hum. Four goals, five assists, was named the MVP of the entire tournament. And in the midst of that nine-point performance, she became the ACC's career points leader of all time. Just the things she is doing are unreal. And hopefully you heard her her uh, podcast interview here just a couple weeks ago. If not, please make sure to go check that out, the conversation I had with Jamie Ortega leading into the ACC tournament. Her five assists in this game was an ACC championship record. Her nine points ties uh, the record for that, and, and it's just ridiculous. So she has at least one point now in 81 straight games, and in the 87 career lacrosse games she's played at Carolina, she has at least one point in 86 of them. I mean, it's just ridiculous the stuff this young woman is doing. Jamie, keep going. Just knock stuff out of the park in the NCAA tournament. Speaking of which, the bracket came out for the NCAA tournament on Sunday night. So let's just look at Carolina's path a little bit. And we'll be tracking this for the next several weeks, hopefully as they move um, along through this tournament. So, as expected, being 18-0 and overall, they are the number one overall seed. Unlike March Madness, this is a 32-team tournament, so one um, round shorter. Remember, the NCAA tournament is 64 plus the play-in, but whatever. 64 means six rounds, so 32 is five rounds. That's what we're looking at here. And these... Tar Heels, the Lady Tar Heels have some business to take care of. What do I mean by that? Well, each of the last three times the NCAA tournament has been played, 2018, 19, and 21. Remember, it didn't happen in 20 because of COVID. They've lost in the final four. In 2018, it was to James Madison, 12 to 15, just by three goals. 2019, it was that, that pesky Boston College team by just one point in double overtime, 14 to 15. And then last year by Boston College, one point, 10 to 11. And so the ladies have now beaten Boston College twice this season. Can they do it three times in a row? Will they have to face BC? The Boston College is the third seed overall in the NCAA tournament, so they wouldn't face them uh, this year until the national championship game if both teams were fortunate enough to make it that far. So in, in the last... Um, in, in the three years of Jamie Ortega's career, let, let's just say, because it would have been uh, four total already, but 2020, they missed out because of COVID. And so in the three years that Jamie Ortega has played in the NCAA tournament, the Tar Heels have made the final four and lost there by a total of five points. I mean, that's just gut-wrenching. You just want to uh, overcome that. And so that's what Jamie and the ladies will look to do this year. So the 
yes, they've lost in the last three Final Fours, but you could look at it this way. They've made three straight Final Fours. In fact, they've made nine of the last 12 Final Fours, but they've only won two of those, two two national championships. And so, again, they're really looking to get over the hump. Uh, the last one of those championships was 2016, and so that is the goal. It's not championship or bust. As we know from March Madness, anything can happen in a, in a one-game um, tournament scenario in a, in a, uh, anybody can come beat anybody on, on a given day. And so you, you got to come out each one of these rounds. So, uh, Carolina will first be in action on Friday. Um, and the good news is they get to play at home at Dorrance field, hosting the winner of either Virginia or USC, Virginia and USC will play Friday. And so the Tar Heels will play on Sunday, May 15th, and that game will be on ESPN+. Plus. So uh, this coming Sunday, be on the lookout for that. And if you're local, go to the game and cheer on the Tar Heels. Uh, looking ahead to the further rounds, the Elite Eight would be next Thursday, May 19th. That's going to be on ESPNU, which is super cool. Final Four would be... Uh, the Friday, eight days after that, May 27th, also on ESPNU. That would be the semifinals. And then the national championship game, if the ladies are able to make it that far, would be on Sunday, May 29th. That's Memorial Day weekend, the day before Memorial Day. And the national championship game is going to be on ESPN. Super cool that we're getting to that point. And so um, big things hopefully ahead for Jamie Ortega, Coach Levy, and these ladies as they march on towards the national championship one step at a time starting this current Sunday. So from ladies playing the game currently to a woman who has inspired me um, to fall in love with sports for my entire life, my mom. We're going to shoot out, send out some Mother's Day love through how I grew to love sports myself. What's the story on that? I'll tell you in just a moment. But first, let me tell you about Built Bar. Summer is coming, and with summer, you're going to need some food that is going to be on the go. And Built Bars are the perfect snack for that, to come along with you on a family trip or a picnic or whatever it is. Throw them in your bags, and they're ready. You will be fueled for all your summer adventures. All Built Bars and Built Puffs are covered in 100% real chocolate. And that means that with Built Bar, you can eat healthy and actually enjoy doing so. What a great combination that is. Speaking of these puffs, have you tried them yet? If not, you need to. They've got these great flavors like banana cream pie and even churro. Yes, churro flavored uh, protein bars, right? Like that's incredible. And so who, who wouldn't want that? I would. I'm going to Mexico later this summer. I'm looking forward to churros, but I want some healthy ones now. So let's do that. But if just one choice of flavor is not enough for you, you might want to try the mix box. It comes with 12 flavors of bars and puffs all mixed into one thing. And so you can get that. And so when, when you think about these health numbers, most Built Bars contain just 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, only 4 net carbs, but yet 17 grams of protein. And when you compare that to a regular candy bar that's got about 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs, you know what choice you need to make. 
And in fact, Built Bar has all these great flavors and new ones are coming out all the time. So you need to check them out. Go to Built.com and order now. And when you do, use promo code LOCKED15 and you're gonna get 15% off that order. Again, that's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Well, I do wanna give a special shout out to those of you watching on YouTube. Thanks so much for making Locked on Tar Heels your first watch today uh, for all your go-to daily UNC content. And so uh, we, we are pushing towards 3,000 subscribers. We're less than 100 away from that. And so if you've been enjoying the show, uh, would you be so kind as to tell somebody else you know that's a Tar Heel fan in your life, hey, we got this great community we're building, and I think you would really enjoy being a part of it. The summer is a great time to continue building this community, so when we hit the fall and the new school year, we are off and running. And so that would be so cool. So, as I said, it is Mother's Day, and, and I know on on the show, we've got a lot of Tar Heels fans who are also Braves fans. And you see me, if you're watching, wearing a Braves shirt today. For those of you listening to the show, uh, I'm wearing an Atlanta Braves t-shirt. And I know there's also a lot of you that have reached out to me. They're like, come on, bro. I love this show, except for you're a Braves fan and it's Yankees or Mets or whatever. Speaking of, I'm going to the Yankees game next week. That's going to be super fun. Uh, if you live in New York, would love to meet you or uh, get a drink, whatever, you know, just hang out. It'd be fun. Um, but the, the Braves, the reason um, I'm wearing this Braves shirt today is this. As a young boy growing up, my parents were actually missionaries in England. And so the first couple years of my life, when I was born there, lived the first four years of my life there, didn't really get to learn much about American sports yet just because we were across the pond. But we moved back to the States, um, to the south side of Atlanta. That's where I grew up, where my mom had lived um, for, for many years of her growing up life. And... Um, it was there when we moved back around the time I was seven years old that I started to learn about baseball. Well, that just so happened to be 1991, the, the year that the Braves turned it around from worst to first. The, the 1990 season had been awful. That was like the end of the Dale Murphy era. And then you move to 91 when you've got these guys like John Smoltz and Tom Glavin coming in. Greg Maddox came in two years later in 93. And um, the neat thing for me and why I bring this up for Mother's Day is that with all due respect to my dad, he grew up in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania and, and enjoyed sports, but it was my mom that was the sports fanatic in my family who had learned it um, from her parents, who had learned it from uh, my, my great grandmother on her side, whom we affectionately called Mumsy. And Mumsy even into her 90s, sat down every night to watch the Braves on TBS. Like, that's just what our family did. And so my mom passed that on to me. And so when I was seven years old, I started playing baseball for the first time. That was the first uh, real organized sport I had played. And uh, I began to fall in love with this. I began to look forward to every summer night sitting down together as a family and watching the Braves. Um, and, and starting to learn to, to play myself. And it wasn't just 
um, me going out and playing catch with my dad. If my dad was gone, my mom was so kind. She would she would come out and throw with me and do things. And and so um, it was like my dad and I coming along to learn about uh, the Braves together from my mom. And my, my mom is a fanatical Georgia Bulldogs fan. I, I grew up a Georgia Tech fan, and so we had this uh, inner struggle. But um, is always to this day uh, we text about sports. Um, and looking at all of that, and and here's the thing, is is I know that sports is not the end all be all, especially on a day like Mother's Day when we look at people who aren't mothers that would love to be, or people who are mothers that have um, lost a child, um, which no one should ever have to go through or children who have lost their mom. Any of these things that, that are terrible are far outweigh the importance of sports. Um, one of my dearest co-workers, his wife, and they're heading off this week to go through some cancer treatments. And I, I, sports pales in comparison to how much that matters. But sports is a way that I have found to connect with my mom in just a really neat way through the years of my life. And, and I would imagine the same is true for, for many of you out there. Maybe it's, it's your mom that drove you to sports practices. Maybe it's your mom that, that took you and your friends to games or bought you snow cones when it was all said and done and kept things in line. Um, you know, I, I know after 9-11, I remember really starting to feel like things were coming back together when the Mets and Yankees played uh, just a little while later. And so it, sports just has this way of connecting people in ways that we just can't always describe. And it is that very connection that I've so often felt with my own mom. I think a lot of that is because it's she that I would say introduced me to sports. It's it's why I sit here talking to you about North Carolina today because I learned to fall in, sp- in love with sports from this woman who, who got me onto it, who raised me, who gave birth to me, who brought me into the world. And so on this Mother's Day, the, the, the first Mother's Day that I've been doing this podcast, I just want to take a moment um, to say to you, Cindy Shade, I, I love you. And for a gajillion reasons, for a multitude of reasons. But today, specifically, I just want to say I'm so thankful for the way that sports have brought you and I together as a son and mother through the years of life. And... Um, as the years go on, I know that will continue to be something that, that binds us. Um, obviously, it's Jesus and, um, and our connection as mother and son that, that is the chief connection we have. But I just, I love the, the, the relationship that we have through sports and, and how we can celebrate that together. And so I just want to say thank you to you for introducing that into my life. I love you so dearly. Woo! Okay. That's good, man. And uh, so how cool would it be if you have a special comment or story to share about your mom? Maybe hop into the YouTube comments and and share that story. Or maybe you uh, send an email to the show, lockedonheels at gmail.com. Or you could DM me on Twitter, at Isaac Shade, I-S-A-A-C-S-C-H-A-D-E. Would love to hear more about how um, sports and your mom has 
connected you together. Speaking of which, I have a really special story to to share uh, coming up in just a second from from a young woman who literally graduated from North Carolina this weekend. And so we're going to say congrats to her and also hear her really neat story about how she and her mom have connected to one another through Carolina sports. All of that in just a moment. But first, I want to tell you about Bet online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's NBA playoffs and these first couple weeks of the MLB season. In fact, BetOnline has already published odds for the 2023 Final Four. Kentucky is the favorite to win the national championship at 8-1 to odds, and the Tar Heels are right behind them at 10 to 1. And so things are looking good for the Tar Heels. We'll be looking even better if they can fill out that last scholarship. Hopefully we'll be able to talk about that at some point this week. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting, esports to playoffs and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about all the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Well, guys, as I said, I just have this neat story to share from a, a young woman who is connected to Carolina Athletics. You'll, you'll hear more about that in just a second, but whom also just graduated from Carolina this weekend and is going to be able to go on to new and different things. And so this story comes from Sophia Chikalski. And uh, for those of you that don't know, Sophia is a great name. It means wisdom in Greek. And so I love to be able to share this story from Miss Wisdom, (laughs) Sophia Chikalski. Sophia, thank you so much for sharing this story about you and your mom. And I'm going to read it just first person as Sophia sent it to me. And so when I say I, I'm... Sophia in this story. And so Sophia says this, I am a senior at Carolina. I'm about to graduate this weekend and my mom goes to UNC. Uh, Insert comment from Isaac. Uh, Sophia's mom's name is Olga, by the way. Pretty cool. What a rad name that is. Miss Olga, we're so grateful for you. Would love to meet you someday. All right, back to Sophia. Sophia says, yep, you read that right. My mom is a Central American immigrant who had few options when it came to choosing a college living in the D.C. area. But as soon as I became a Carolina student, she decided that UNC was her home and that she was going to tell everyone she quote-unquote goes there because she goes there all the time to visit me, (laughs) LOL. That's really funny. Uh, Sophia says she is one of the most diehard Tar Heel fans I've ever met. When UNC versus Baylor went into overtime this past tournament, insert comment from Isaac, that was the second round, remember, of of this year's NCAA tournament in March Madness. Uh, Back to Sophia. She left the room to pray and wouldn't come back until she knew the Tar Heels won. I've had countless precious memories with her cheering for Carolina these past few years, but this one is my favorite. And Sophia goes on to say, This past season, I worked for the UNC football team as a student staffer and was able to give my parents a tour of the facilities. When we stepped into the Jordan Experience Room, shoes lined the walls, LED lights filled the space, and my mom's eyes lit up like a kid. 
I have never seen her smile that big. She jumped up and down as we took pictures and got to even talk to Coach Mac Brown on the way out. So cool. Seeing her so excited reminded me of the experiences the Carolina Athletics teams gives to fans. And she is an, amb- an, an embodiment of what the Carolina family is. No matter where you come from, no matter who you are, we are united and together in cheering on our Tar Heels. And Sophia finishes by saying, I also attached a picture from that awesome day in the Jordan room. And so I'll, I'll post that picture. Uh, for those of you watching on YouTube, you'll be able to see Sophia and Olga there in the Jordan experience room as we wrap up the story. And I, I love that story because it's just such a neat way for a mother and daughter to have been brought together through Carolina athletics, through the joy of sport and what that can mean um, for this Central American immigrant woman um, just uh, coming to America and deciding like, okay, I'm a Tar Heel fan. I'm all in. And so I just love, love that. And uh, Sophia, thank you so much for sharing your story and um Man, what, what a cool opportunity, and I love Sophia's ending. In fact, as, as I wrap the show today, I'm going to read that ending again because I, I do love that, it, as we always talk about, this is about family. This is about people coming together and community, and that's what sports does. This isn't just sports for sports' sake. This is sports because of the stories it tells on and off the field. This is sports because of the way it brings people together. And and I think that's what Sophia's story really hits on. And so again, thank you for that. Well, that is it for the uh, today's episode of Locked on Tar Heels, the first show of the week. Thank you so much for tuning in. As always, please go subscribe wherever you listen or watch podcasts. If you are watching on YouTube, please, again, hit that subscribe button, smash the like button, ring the bell so you can get notifications anytime a new episode drops. Please make sure to comment. Again, would love to hear some stories of your connection with your mom or someone that is a mom figure in your life, or if you are a mom, a connection you have with some of your children as it relates to Carolina sports. Would love to hear some of those. Well, as I said earlier, you can follow me on Twitter at Isaac Shade, I-S-A-A-C-S-C-H-A-D-E. Same thing on Instagram. You can follow me there as well. And you can follow the show on Twitter at Locked on Heels, all one word there. Thanks so much for making Locked on Tar Heels your first listen of the day. Coming up on tomorrow's show, we're going to update... Uh, each other on the Tar Heels in the NBA, what's going on in the playoffs there. We've got several Tar Heels, in fact, going at it right now between Dallas and Phoenix. That series is tied at two. And we're also going to update on the tennis teams. Lots of uh, postseason spring action going on right now. Great opportunities ahead for the men's and women's tennis teams. And so we're going to update you on that. And now that you've made Locked on Tar Heels your first listen, let me encourage you to make Locked on ACC your second listen. Get all your daily ACC news in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available anywhere you get podcasts. Well, as I said, I want to use Sophia's ending again to wrap up our show today. I always say thanks so much for spending part of your day talking Carolina sports with me. And here's how Sophia says it. Seeing her so excited reminded me of the experiences the Carolina athletics teams gives to fans. And she, Olga, is an embodiment of what the Carolina family is. No matter where you come from, 
No matter who you are, we are united and together in cheering on our Tar Heels. Amen, Sophia, that's right. Because it's always a great day to be a Tar Heel. Until tomorrow, peace!